As Congress debates funding Planned Parenthood, we'll talk with a local leader about a way to fight abortion that transcends politics. We'll also talk with an expert from Focus on the Family about protecting your kids from the effects of violence in our media. And Chelsea Clinton was asked which one of her parents would make a better president. We'll hear her answer and discuss it. This is Jerry Johnson live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire. We will not falter and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here is Penna Dexter. take anything for granted but hopefully with Pennsylvania's help she will be our next president and yes I do think she'll be a better president that's Chelsea Clinton on the campaign trail she was asked which one of her parents would be the best president she said her mother Hillary would be a better president than her dad would be uh, and it's related to another comment she made earlier this week uh, she seems to be getting a little touchy about her parents marriage Wow, you're the first person actually that's ever asked me that question. Um, in the, I don't know, maybe 70 college campuses that I've now been to. And I do not think that's any of your business. None of your business. Uh, and this is the question that she was asked at Butler University in Indianapolis, Indiana. The question was from a student who asked whether her mother's credibility was damaged during the Monica Lewinsky scandal. You've probably heard that bite played this week all over the news. And, uh, you know, I personally think that uh, Chelsea's fair game if she's going to be campaigning for her mom. And those questions can be asked of her. And that actually should be asked of her. Well, later in the program, we've got some uh, great guests. Uh, have you ever worried, or do you ever worry, I'm sure you do, about the impact of violent and sexual media on kids? Uh, of course you do if you're a parent. How can parents help their children cut through all the trash and become discerning media consumers? Uh, that's hard to do, I'll tell you, because everything is coming into your home in so many different ways. We're going to discuss this with an expert uh, in the next segment. He's from Focus on the Family. Also, did you know that the best and most effective way to save babies from abortion actually takes place on the local level, right where we live? And we're going to talk about how you can be involved with Carolyn Klein of the Downtown Pregnancy Center. She will be our guest a little bit later in the program. Also, in just a few minutes, the chief of the uh, Hickoria Apache Nation was here at the Criswell College. He's a very strong Christian, and Dr. Johnson interviewed him. We're going to play that in just a moment. But right now, let's go uh, to Democratic Party Chair Howard Dean, because he was on uh, the early show on CBS today with Harry Smith, and he was saying uh, something that the Democrats know deep down in their hearts, that this uh, 
battle, this primary battle, needs to end pretty soon. Well, I think the candidates have got to understand that they have an obligation to our country uh, to unify. Uh, somebody's going to lose this race uh, with 49.8% of the vote, and that person has got to uh, pull their supporters in behind the nominee. Uh, that's our obligation. This, in the end, of this, this is not about Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. It's about our country. We're not going to have four more years of George W. Bush, which is essentially what McCain is offering us. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a really big difference between our candidates on these issues. And I don't believe for a moment that they're, in the end of the day the Democrats are going to vote for somebody who's going to put more right-wingers on the Supreme Court. Something else interesting that Howard Dean said, I thought it was interesting, that he thinks that the delegates in the states of Florida and Michigan uh, will be seated at the convention. Uh, he's very worried as the head of the Democrat National Committee that uh, some states and the delegates in some states are, are going to feel disenfranchised, even though the rules stop them from being seated. Of course, that's a big battle, and uh, Hillary's fighting it hard. Well, let's go now to the interview that Dr. Johnson did with Reynard Faber. He is uh, chief of the Hickorya Apache Nation. He is a believer. He's got a great ministry. Here's that interview. My guest is Chief Renard Faber. He is chief of the Hickorya Apache Nation. He's our guest here at Criswell College. And I might mention that Chief Renard has been out at the First Baptist Church of Leonard, Texas with uh, Criswell College graduate Denny Garina. Denny Garina is also the president of the Criswell College Alumni Association. And um, Chief Renard visiting Criswell College this week. It's good to have him with us. Uh, Chief, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Thank you. Chief, uh, I think a lot of people would be amazed to uh, hear that the chief of the Apache Nation is also a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Could you just tell us uh, how you came to know Christ, uh, your Christian testimony? About 25 years ago, when I was 19 years old, I found a ragged old Bible. And I began reading the scriptures, and that's how I came to faith in Christ. How uh, was your life changed from that experience? What did God begin to do in your life? Well, I, I came from a very dysfunctional family. It was full of alcoholism, and we had our Indian belief, which wasn't very clear and very mystical. And um, when I came to faith in Christ, I was heavily involved with alcohol to the point where I was just drunk almost every day. And um, I found this ragged old book and got saved reading it. I didn't grow up in church, and so it was just, you know, the Word of God and God using the Word of God to bring me to salvation. And my life changed dramatically after that. I began to pray to God, and, and he began to answer every prayer that I, I, you know, I thought I could talk to him or tell him about, and, and he began to move me in places where I could be discipled and where I could grow in my faith and, and bring people into my life that would help me in, in the faith. And so God was doing a lot of small things in my life, but they were big things because it was maturing me in, in the faith. This is Jerry Johnson Live, and I'm talking to Chief Renard Faber. He is chief of the Hickorya Apache Nation. Uh, chief, uh, you mentioned some changes that came into your life when, when Christ came in as Lord. But you began really to do ministry early on. Tell us about that and uh, what you're doing today in Christian ministry. When I first got saved, I, I really thought I was the 
only person to ever find this great news about salvation in Jesus Christ because um, even though we had churches on our reservation, uh, no one ever told me the basic story of salvation or mentioned Jesus Christ to me. And so when I got saved, there was a um, portion of the scripture in, in John where um, the demoniac, uh, after he was cured and delivered, wanted to go with Jesus. No, excuse me, that was in Mark chapter 5. And he wanted to go with Jesus, and Jesus said to him, No, you stay here, and you go home, and you tell your friends and family what great things God has done for you. And so I took that as God telling me to go and tell my friends and family what he did for me. And so right when I got saved at the age of 19, I began to tell people on my reservation about the Lord Jesus Christ. And today in ministry, um, God has just really opened great opportunities for me. And I, and I always pray for opportunities because I don't think that there is nothing wrong with praying for opportunities. God sees your heart, and if it's in the right place, he'll provide the opportunities. And the more faithful you are, uh, the bigger opportunities he gives you and the more responsibility he gives you. And um, right now I'm involved with Samaritan's Purse, uh, with Franklin Graham, and I'm the Native American Ministries Coordinator. We have been to over 30 Native American reservation and communities um, ministering, and we have been into some really hard areas where there's just not even a church, and yet we've been able to minister there. One of the reservations in New Mexico had shut the gospel out of their village since 1680, and through Samaritan's Purse, we were able to go into this Indian village and have a successful ministry there for four years. And we we gave out 16 cases of Bibles at one time, and we they had their first ever um, community-wide religious meeting where I was on a stage with the governor of the village um, preaching the gospel to 5,000 Native people. That is great. Now, a lot of our listeners, uh, Chief Renard, uh, do the Operation Christmas Child. They do the shoe boxes, and they wonder, you know, these really make a difference. And uh, could you just tell us um, what your experience has been with that ministry? With the shoe box ministry, it's called Operation Christmas Child, and it is a project of Samaritan's Purse. Um, we collect over seven million that go international, but a small, small portion of about ten thousand or so go to the Native American people here in the United States and sometimes in Alaska. And we've been able to um, see t- families and and children come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes in in these small villages, whole villages will come to the Lord Jesus Christ because. Um, People took time to make a shoebox and and fill it with the gospel, and then we give the um, shoebox and also do a presentation of the gospel as well. And um, God has really used that shoebox, Chief Renard. I'm sure a lot of our listeners out there are just thanking the Lord now because they are in a partnership with you and your ministry. They've prepared those shoeboxes. And chances are that some of those have ended up on those reservations. Let me ask you this question. 
being the chief of the Hikaria Apache Nation and uh, in this ministry with Graham Organization too, I mean, you know the setting and the scene on, on many of the major reservations in the United States. How can Christians pray? How can they get involved? Uh, how could, could they be a part of what God is doing on these reservations among the Native American peoples? Tell us the need and some of the solutions. Well, one of the things that we found out about outside groups coming in to do ministry is that um, these groups need to, to plan on being consistent, meaning coming back every year. They build a relationship then. That's important, relationships. And so when they come back every year, um, the people begin to trust them more and more. And when we um, begin to do the ministries on the reservation, it was really hard and it was really difficult because the people are untrusting of outsiders, and especially the Christian church, because of the past um, relationships that was was really bad. And um, the people really need to know that the, the, the people who are coming with the gospel are sincere and that they're genuine. So certainly everyone can pray. They can pray for you and other believers who are involved. But uh, there might be folks out there in their church or their parachurch organization, and they would say, you know, this is something we could be a part of. But they've got to be ready for an ongoing commitment is what you're saying. Again, our guest is Chief Renard Favor. He's chief of the Hickoria Apache Nation. Uh, Thank you for being with us today. God bless you. Thank you so very much. God bless you, too. That was a great opportunity for Dr. Johnson to interview this leader, uh, ministering to his own people, a mission field right here in the United States. And I love the point about praying for opportunities, seeing those opportunities, and then obeying, going out in obedience, and then more opportunities will come to you. I think that's a good lesson for all of us. In this campaign, you know, there's a lot of talk about the underprivileged sectors of society, helping the poor. And, of course, that needs to be combined with the gospel. Uh, And also, as uh, Chief uh, Faber said, uh, consistency, building trust with those communities. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But next up, uh, teenagers spend 33.5 days on average per year watching TV and movies. Now, they don't learn to become discerning media consumers all by themselves. They need help uh, from their parents. And Bob Walachewski of Focus on the Family is going to join us next segment to talk about it. Stay with us. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Chris 
Municipal College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's criswell.edu. Listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's Penna Dexter. Thank you very much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, this afternoon. It's Friday. It's sort of dreary weather here in the Metroplex, uh, kind of a dreary evening uh, maybe ahead of us, and even some rain in the forecast tomorrow. So will you be curling up in front of the television, maybe going off to the movies? Uh, a lot of kids will be doing that. A lot of teens will. And there's a statistic that came out uh, saying that children ages 13 to 17 average 33.35 days a year watching television or in the movies. Also, Reuters uh, reported in November of 07 that violent behavior seen in various media channels increases the chance of violence among those directly engaged in that. And uh, so we kind of need some help as parents in helping our kids, our teens, our young people to be discerning about the media that they consume. And who better to do that than uh, the head of Plugged In and Focus on the Family? Bob Walachewski is with me. He's the director of Plugged In. And Bob, thanks for joining me. I'm glad to be on the show, Panna. Well, it's good to have you. And, you know, uh, as a parent of 20-something children, I've um, struggled and battled this uh, whole idea of media discernment. And, you know, you get to a point where you can't control all that your children to uh, consume, so you've got to rely on what you've done to teach them to be con- uh, discerning. Absolutely. And it's uh, it tends to be a tough job, Bob, because the media comes in in so many ways. We're actually plugging one hole, and then, uh, you know, the water coming in through another uh, hole in the dike. Well, it is it is huge, and uh, but I I do want to say it's a it's a winnable war. Um, I think it's it's best if we can get our kids as uh, when they're very very young, toddler age, on up, and start beginning even instilling principles at a very early age, and then you know things like not babysitting our kids in front of the television, keeping the television out of their bedroom, certainly keeping them the computer out of their bedrooms, having family discussions regarding media choices, and certainly before a, like a, a slumber party, for instance, and rather than just saying, hey, you know. Maybe Make sure you're home tomorrow by 10. We say you just about have to assume there's going to be some movie be watched at a slumber party that you, you, you're talking with the family, you know the family ahead of time. What are you going to be watching? What are the possible choices? If they don't meet the family standard, then uh, you may want to offer a DVD to, to send along or um, you know maybe you have to come pick the kid up at a certain time and they don't spend the night. You know, this is the part that's, I think, tough for Christian parents because all Christian parents are not in uh, on the same page media-wise big time. I mean, it was always amazing to me yeah. the things that parents uh, willingly let their kids uh, either paid for the, the ticket to the movie or let them watch at home. Yeah, I, I can remember the first call I got from a mother who uh, she said, my 12-year-old daughter just got back from a slumber party uh, or the last few days, and uh, they watched, and they watched some slasher film, and she said, she is having nightmares, having big-time problems, what do I do? And she said, we didn't think we had to worry about this. This was a Christian family in our church. The last thing we thought we had to had to to, to check out ahead of time was that they'd be watching some slasher film, but uh, that type of thing happens all the all the while. I just got out of a movie screening earlier today, um, where and it was a movie called Superhero. It's PG thirteen, mm-hmm. but it's very very raunchy, and the place was not filled to capacity, but very full. 
and uh, and just yeah, it just broke my heart. I just was sitting there with people laughing at the awfulest. And of course, when it, we're not saying Christian families here, but I, I bet you in this movie that I was in, there were kids that were active in youth groups that their parents sent them because it was PG-13. They said, oh, yeah, as long as it's PG-13 and not an R, you can go. Those days are over, you know. We have to know ahead of time what we're sending our kids to. Okay, folks, for some good tools uh, with regard to media, uh, www.pluggedinonline.com. It is a great tool, and uh, Bob Wolicheski is with me. He's with Focus on the Family. He heads up Plugged In. And uh, we want you to join us now, 800-881-9270. Have you seen your kids affected by the media in certain ways, or do you have questions for Bob about certain TV shows or movies and Bob and so start calling in ladies and gentlemen because you've got this opportunity with an expert but the question I want to ask you Bob is what's out there right now that's positive that's really good for our teens to be seeing where, where should we be sending them uh, in the movie theaters you know there's only a, a couple of movies out there in the theaters right now that that I would you know say have fairly good possibility and I try not to tell people really go see this movie unless it's uh, you know facing the giants or amazing grace or ultimate gift okay what um, is less bad then <laughs> <laughs> but but actually one I actually can say you can send your kid and Horton hears a who I, I would make an exception to say not a Christian movie it's no amazing grace it's no ultimate gift uh, but it was cute and the nice thing is demographically even though it's geared for that eight nine ten year old audience you, you know a 20-something, you said you had 20-somethings, a 20-something could go see this film and walk out and say, that was pretty cool. In fact, uh, over Easter break, my niece, who is 20, just turned 20, I asked her, hey, what have you done since you've been home for Easter? She said, oh, I went to see Horton Hears the Who. I love that movie, and it really is a cute movie. So that's one. Um, College Road Trip uh, is, is, is pretty squeaky clean. It's not the funniest movie. It's billed as a comedy that's kind of, you know, you just kind of, well, I'm not rolling in the aisles laughing. I'm not belly laughing. I'm not even hardly cracking a smile here, but it does have a good father-daughter bond. Oh, it doesn't say time. too much, does it? Oh, Bob. Okay, well, listen, um, folks, there's a report out, and we've, we've uh, cited these reports before, that the G-rated movies with no sex, no foul language, or explicit nudity or graphic violence usually make a lot more money and are more popular in the box office. Um, well, and Bob, tell us why you know why does Hollywood continue to make so many R-rated movies? Well, they've they've made money on the R-rated stuff as well. Uh, but the, the interesting you you've pointed out well if you take if you go back the last four years the top ten box office charting movies. In other words, they they gross the most money uh, at the box office. Um, there's been four, excuse me, five in four years that have been R-rated, and one of those was The Passion of the Christ, so that one really doesn't count. Right. Otherwise, you've got the Hannibal Lecture, uh, you've, uh, lecture you've got Wedding Crashers, you've got a few exceptions, but like you said, PG-13 on down for, the, for making the most money. But because you do have a movie like Wedding Crashers in the top ten, um, there, people are out there saying, we know if we, you know, 40-year-old virgin, knocked up, super bad. If we do something raunchy, there is still an audience for that. Saw, Hostels, Grindhouse, there's still an audience. Unfortunately, it, it would really, really be nice, and, and it, Hollywood definitely would respond, is if the only thing people went to and spent their money was uh, was family-friendly fare. That is not 
that is not true. Okay, well, that's but that's a sort of a warning for Christian families. Stay away from those. Don't, you know, really don't encourage the Hollywood to make them. Yeah, well, if if we really did that, if we if, if the body of Christ really did stay away from the stuff that was objectionable, uh, Hollywood would have to notice. But it's because um, Christians sometimes hold their nose and go in anyways, or worse yet, uh, they don't even care. Yeah. Let's go to uh, San Angelo now and talk with Allison. Allison, you're on with Bob Olachewski. Hi, thank you. Um, you know, even the ads that come on our television uh, really disturb me. Um, I don't like... Uh, you know what I'm saying? They show enough that's, that's disturbing and things I don't want my kids to see. As well. And you have no control over whether they're going to see that or not. Bob, and, speak well, to that. But com- yeah, but the commercials are bad. Right, that's what I'm saying. I was having a little bit of problem, Penn, hearing the question. She said it? the ads that, you know, that show up on TV that she'd rather her kids oh, didn't ads. see. Yes, you know, for instance, I'm, I'm a sports fan, I mean, whether it's a Super Bowl or, or the Sweet 16 for basketball. You know, I'm not one that's glued to the television all the time, but uh, typically you, you watch a, a, a sports, and, and uh, which can be very, I mean, sports, it's wholesome, but it's the ads in between. Um, I have found that there is some technology out there to help us a little bit, and uh, that is, and, and I have nothing to do with this company, I mm-hmm. mean, but I love the TV. Box and uh, because TiVo allows me to go in, for instance, let's say a football game, three and a half hours worth of football. I can start it watching a movie or the football game about forty-five minutes into it because you can pause live TV and pick it up. And then when I get to the commercials, whether they're even quote unquote good commercials, I go through the ads. Yeah. We just zip right through them and, it's a time uh, saver. and we get back to the game. So there's really, technology can help us so that ads aren't the problem anymore. Okay, let's go to Arlington and talk with Jackie. Jackie, very quickly, you're on with Bob Olacheski. Hi, I was just wondering what you thought about the uh, Spiderwick movie. You know, I like Spiderwick Chronicles. Uh, it was. It's not a movie that I recommend uh, for the youngest of viewers. Um, you know, let's say, I'd probably say the movie would probably be best for 12 on up. Um, and I realized that it was geared a little younger than that, but the, you know the goals, the the, the ghouls, the the little ghost ghostly things that that they actually get to see, um, you know, can be a little terrifying. But the messages of, of that film was pretty good, I believe, for the for the radio version. And I've done several since because that's been about six weeks ago or so when that first one came out i think i gave it a four out of five for family friendliness because it really was basically a pretty solid movie all right to help parents i guess really the best way bob since we're at the end of the segment is for them to go to your website uh, at uh, www.pluggedinonline.com is that right online because if you just go pluggedin.com you get a whole different ball game it's not ours Okay, www.pluggedinonline.com for help and media discernment. You're going to need it, ladies and gentlemen. Bob Olacheski, thank you so much for being with me. You're welcome. Folks, Horton Hears a Who was actually the top movie last weekend in the U.S. and Canada. And uh, so, you know, might be something to do this weekend. If you haven't seen it, I might go check it out. And uh, I'm not a teenager, but I think I might like it. Well, next up, uh, we're going to talk about what people can do on the local level to make abortion rare, uh, 
certainly we can support uh, pro-life legislation, but there are some other things, and we'll talk about it right after this. Listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's Penna Dexter. We do need to keep in mind that personal attacks now uh, often do have the seeds of uh, demoralization later on. So I, I, I want to make sure this campaign stays on the high, uh, high ground. That's Democratic Party Chair Howard Dean speaking with Harry Smith on CBS's early show uh, this morning. And uh, he recognizes that the fight in the Democrat Party for the nomination could end up in the Democrats' defeat this November. That's what he wants to avoid. He wants this settled by July 1st. He also commented that he believes that either one of the two candidates, Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama, is better for our country than John McCain. I have done both. Uh, I'm not going to say how those conversations went. I have good relationships with both uh, candidates, and I think they would both be excellent presidents. Obviously, he's talked to both of them about this, and uh, there are other leaders who are also talking to them. In fact, Senator Pat Leahy of Vermont was on Vermont Public Radio talking about this. Now, he's one of those superdelegates that we're always talking about. He's supporting Barack Obama. He is very worried about the situation. In fact, he says, I'm very concerned. John McCain, who has been making one gaffe after another, he says, is getting a free ride on it because Senator Obama and Senator Clinton have to fight each other. He says, I think that her criticism is hurting him more. More than anything John McCain has said, and I think that's unfortunate. He also says there's no way Senator Clinton is going to win enough delegates to get the nomination. She ought to withdraw. Now, others are saying that uh, it may come down to uh, a certain peacemaker, actually the Peace Prize winner, the Nobel Peace Prize winner, Al Gore, coming in and you know on his white horse and saving things and being the nominee at some point. That's an interesting possibility that we can discuss Uh, later, another day. That's a subject for another day, because we're going to talk about the life issue right now. And of course, uh, in the state of Pennsylvania, in the news, Bob Casey, senator there, pro-life Democrat, today, uh, he endorsed, amazingly enough, Barack Obama, who is the most pro-abortion person in the United States Senate. Uh, But we're going to kind of go beyond politics here. Some members of Congress are actually trying to defund Planned Parenthood at this point, which is the largest abortion provider in the country. And of course, that's a good thing. But there is something else that women facing unwanted pregnancies, well, they have a real need. Um, The abortion clinic looks like maybe the solution for them, but a better answer is these pregnancy centers that help women in crisis pregnancy centers. And with us to discuss one of them is the executive director of the Downtown Pregnancy Center, Carolyn Klein. Carolyn, thank you for joining me. My pleasure. So glad to speak with you, Penna. It's great to speak with you. You have a wonderful ministry. This is a wonderful ministry for young women or women of any age, uh, childbearing age, coming in with an unwanted pregnancy, don't know what to do, don't even know if they're pregnant. Tell us about the help that you give them. Well, first of all, we give them an actual choice. Uh, I know we're called the pro-life group, but we are the group that gives them a choice. We talk about their options. Uh, and what their options are and how they can have support when they choose life. And that is our our number one um, reason for being there is to help them understand and think through at a time in their life when they are in crisis mode, not thinking clearly, and help them understand 
that there is a plan that can be made, a plan for life, whether it's to parent the child or to place the child for adoption, but there is a positive choice in that situation. What happens at the Downtown Pregnancy Center when someone first comes in and suspects they might be expecting? Well, of course, we offer a, a pregnancy test, and we do counsel them and ask them where, you know, what, what their mindset is. We, we like to know their background. What is their home situation? Do they have support at home? Um, what, what is their belief system? What do they believe about abortion? What do they believe about life? Are they involved with the church? And all of those things are very important to know so that we know how we can counsel them. We need to know what their, what their fears are at this point if they do have an unplanned pregnancy. What are the percentages? I mean, do you have any numbers out there about how many make decisions for life uh, compared to how many go ahead and abort a baby? Well, if you come into a center and you are going to a center that's like ours, that's a medical center that has sonography offered, then it's an astounding number. If the woman will walk through our doors, we have the opportunity to talk with her rationally, calmly, and uh, tell her that we are there for her and that she has a sonogram, then about 80% choose life. It's, mm. It's an astounding number. Folks, uh, if you want to join this conversation about pregnancy centers, if you've had uh, a great experience with a pregnancy center or someone you know has, uh, talk about the solution to abortion and to a crisis pregnancy center. Give us a call, 800-881-9270. Carolyn Klein is with us. She's with the Downtown Pregnancy Center. She heads it up. Carolyn, uh, of course, all of this takes support and money. And uh, we're in the season right now where uh, you are raising that support. So tell us about that. Well, upcoming next month, April 17th, we are having our second annual golf roundup for life. And that will be out at the Stonebriar Country Club. It's a 1 o'clock tee-off time shotgun start, and we would certainly love to have people join us uh, to play in that tournament. I think we have about 30 spots left. We would love to fill every single spot, and I believe we do have holes still left for sponsorship, for corporate sponsorship or an individual, and we would love to have uh, the community support us in that way through the golf tournament. Well, Carolyn, how can people who want to either participate in the golf tournament or sponsor a hole or whatever, how can they do so? How can they contact you? Uh, they may go to our website, which is www.downtownpc, PC is in pregnancy center.org, and they can register online. There's information there about the golf tournament. And, or they are certainly welcome to call us uh, beginning Monday morning. And we can register them over their phone, send them a brochure, give them more information. Our number is 214-969-2433. 214-964-2433? Uh, 214-969-2433. Okay. That's, uh, that's a way to call and find out more information to sign up. And, uh, Carolyn, you know, I was very interesting to, uh, interested to see when we heard the news it was across the nation about Elliot Spitzer, the governor of New York, uh, who basically kind of self-destructed because of his moral life. Uh, as attorney general in the state of New York, he went after the, the pregnancy centers big time. And so, you know, just talk about that a little bit, because that was, in a sense, uh, when I heard that news, it was the first thing I thought about that, you know, this was this was a uh, an attorney general who was going after the best solution for abortion that there is out there, wasn't it? Exactly. He, he had a target on the pregnancy centers in New York, 
and uh, New York, of course, is one of the most liberal uh, states in the United States uh, with regard to abortion. And, you know, many people come across state lines uh, to have abortions in New York. And he truly targeted the pregnancy centers. Uh, he organized, and, of course, Planned Parenthood uh, is behind a lot of that. And they really try to discredit pregnancy centers, call us fake clinics, uh, say the work that we do is not valuable, that we try to trick women or deceive women. And, of course, none of that is true. We are Christian-based organizations. We operate with the utmost of integrity, um, first of all, because that, to do anything less would be dishonoring to God. And we are there to help women, to tell them the truth. We, we never mislead them. We tell them exactly who we are, what we believe, what we believe is in their best interest. And we give them factual information uh, and then talk to them about all their different options and how we will be there for them in the long haul. We will support them. We will be with them all the way through their pregnancy. We even have served as labor coaches uh, in, in a delivery room before. So we will be there for a woman, whatever her need is. If we can't meet that need, then we will find someone that can. We will refer her to a place where she can get real help, and that's what we're there for. Well, it's certainly been a theme of today's program, uh, how the body of Christ can minister to people, even in this country. You don't have to go overseas to have a ministry, and certainly one way is through uh, the Ministry of Pregnancy Centers. We're talking specifically with Carolyn Klein of the Downtown Pregnancy Center. And again, there is a golf tournament coming up. This is the big fundraiser that happens every year. Am I right, Carolyn? This is actually our second annual, and Dr. O.S. Hawkins is our honorary chairman. And last year it was a great success, and we were delighted, and so we signed up to do it again. So this will be our second annual. And it takes place on April 17th? Yes. Stonebriar Country Club, a beautiful country club uh, up there in Frisco. And uh, the number, uh, again, is 214-969-2433 to get in touch with the Downtown Pregnancy Center to find out about how you can be involved, sponsor a whole, play in the golf tournament, get a group... uh, together to do so again you can also go to the website www.downtownpc.org www.downtownpc.org carolyn thank you so much for joining me and also for the work that you do well thank you so much Penny. God bless. That's Carolyn Klein, and uh, those pregnancy centers do great work. I know a lot of my favorite uh, pro-family, pro-life friends who volunteer in pregnancy centers, and of course, the fact now that there is uh, ultrasound sonography where you can see into the womb, even at 3D and 4D, and find out that that's really a baby in there, that has been, uh, that's made huge strides for the pro-life movement. Of course, all of that takes money to get the professionals into the pregnancy centers to help read those to help counsel people. There are volunteer counselors, but you also have to have a paid staff. You have to have the facility. And so this is a wonderful way in which to uh, to really help and to minister to people in need in this country. And of course, many pr- people are brought to the Lord also because they're in their moment of what they think is a crisis, which often turns out to be a blessing. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, coming up in the next segment, there have been so many stories about the economy lately. Of course, we've seen uh, the um, basic help coming from the Federal Reserve for a major financial uh, investment firm. And uh, questions about that, whether that's setting a uh, precedent that won't be able to be reversed. Also, uh, the sub uh, subprime mortgage problems, uh, what to do about folks in those situations. There are candidates who are positing solutions for that that uh, tend to uh, 
be pretty major policy shifts uh, in economic policy, and also just uh, the idea of the Bush tax cuts. Should they remain? Should they be continued and renewed, or should they be uh, banned? Uh, That would really be a tax increase for people. These are all in the news, and uh, there's sort of something that ties all of this together, and we're going to talk about that next on Jerry Johnson Live. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's chriswell.edu. You want Barack Obama? Barack Obama strongly supports abortion rights, and he also spoke out against a Supreme Court ruling from last year that upheld a ban on partial birth abortion. Uh, yet Bob Casey, the senator from Pennsylvania, pro-life Democrat, and he really ran on those pro-life credentials, he endorsed Barack Obama today. Well, Barack Obama also uh, has uh, been involved, of course, as we talked about on this program, in a flap over his uh, minister. And it's made me wonder, you know, whether or not uh, Jeremiah Wright, Barack Obama's pastor, at least his pastor for 20 years, preaches much about what the gospel really is. And uh, so let's just listen to Barack Obama and talk about his theology uh, of salvation. There are a lot of Jewish people who are just as moral or even more moral than I am. There are a lot of Muslims who are decent, good, kind people. Uh, I, I, I don't think they are any less children of God. So I guess uh, Barack Obama thinks that if you're a good person, then uh, you are a child of God. And we could go further and ask him some questions. Uh, but his theology, I think, has more to do, uh, as was discussed yesterday on the program, at least uh, the theology that's been espoused in the church he's gone to for 20 years, has more to do with lifting up a class of people rather than lifting up Jesus Christ. Well, also, um, we see in the message of Barack Obama and also Hillary Clinton uh, a new message for the economy. And uh, besides uh, supporting abortion rights, Barack Obama uh, and Hillary Clinton favor expanding the uh, government's role in delivering health care. Obama would go a step further than Hillary Clinton and would actually lift the limit on income tax for Social Security, which is now $100,000, lift that so that you could also be taxed more uh, on your payroll tax. And uh, he sees no problem 
with raising the tax on capital gains. Uh, the capital gains tax, that's been one of the uh, coups of the Bush administration uh, to lower the capital gains tax, and he wants to raise it again, and he says that it would not affect how much money people invest. Uh, and uh, that's crazy, say economists. Congress, another uh, piece of news on the economy, has uh, voted in, has passed a $3,000 per household tax increase. Uh, Before adjourning for recess, the Democrats passed the largest tax hike in American history. It will soak an average of $3,120 from every family. Of course, uh, as we know and as we read every day and hear all over the media, our economy is reeling from the slowing housing market and the job market, which is dropping somewhat now. Uh, So it's not really a time to burden American families and small business owners with this tax increase. Uh, Some of the things that this increase does is raise the current 10% tax bracket to 15%. So who does that affect? Not the rich. Also implementing across-the-board increases on marginal income tax rates, reinstating the marriage penalty. Approximately 23 million married couples would be uh, affected. It would also slash that $1,000 per child tax credit in half. It's kind of funny when uh, when members of Congress say that... uh, These increases will only affect the rich. It sounds like it will affect everyone. Also increasing taxes on dividends, uh, which often uh, supplement the income of senior citizens who rely on Social Security. So this is what the Democrat Congress is up to, and this is what you could expect more of uh, with uh, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton in power, because these are the things that they promised. And, you know, it's in a sense also some fixes that are are coming out uh, right now are fixes that may not necessarily be needed. I read the Wall Street Journal every day, and, you know, sometimes some of the columnists there suggest that sometimes you just have to ride things out. Uh, Right now, there's a report out this week that says U.S. personal income rose more than expected in February. And this is at a time when we're getting this awful economic news, saying that the economy is teetering on the brink of a recession. Uh, Personal spending And, of course, uh, a key price measure, which is personal spending, increased only slightly, but still personal income is rising. Um, So, in a sense, I think we need to start looking at allowing our free market, uh, which actually uh, works fairly well if you let it do so, do some of its work uh, rather than bailing folks out. And so, as we look at the role of the Federal Reserve and we look at the role of the government and we look at some of these plans to begin to help homeowners who actually got loans that perhaps they shouldn't have gotten. Um, you know, we need to really weigh into this with uh, some common sense and uh, just kind of back off a little bit without allowing our government to step in and provide uh, a lot of the uh, the bailouts for some of the uh, decisions. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to get into details of um, – some of the foreclosures that are taking place across the country. But I do worry when uh, Mrs. Clinton proposes uh, allowing the government to step in with our large government uh, agencies and take over some of the foreclosed property and then become owners of such. Uh, That is an expanded role of government that may not be good. There's another story out there, too, that I want to mention, and that has to do with the state of uh, Texas. Four Texas metropolitan areas were among the biggest population gainers as America's continued moving to the Sun Belt. One of the reasons people move to Texas is because there's such a great tax climate here. 
Uh, we don't have an income tax, and we have a great business climate here, and how homes are affordable in this country. And so all of this is really to say that the good economy sometimes, first of all, the economy is cyclical, but that sometimes we just have to allow the free market system to do its work, and also we have to allow the individual to step in uh, and take care of the poor. And uh, that, so that's the final story that, uh, that was out this week, and that has to do with the giving record of the Obamas as they released their tax return. Because even though that they were making in the early 2000s two hundred fifty, $270,000 a year, uh, they were not giving a lot until Barack Obama began to hit it big on the, uh, the uh, New York Times bestseller list. And so uh, it really makes the point that uh, I need to make right now, and that is that Christians and conservatives, according to Arthur Brooks, who has been one of our guests on this program, are actually the ones who are giving through the private sector. They're giving more than liberals. Liberals and those who are proposing these government solutions to the problems of our underprivileged around the country, they would like to see the government come in and supply the money and supply the programs. It's the conservative point of view, and actually the conservative Christian who really puts his money where his mouth is, who says that I'm going to give. I'm going to do what God has prompted me to do, uh, which is something that God would have all believers do, and that is to give to the poor. But you tie to that the gospel of Jesus Christ. As you give and meet the needs of people, either through a crisis pregnancy center or through giving financial uh, need to financial needs, but you supply also the gospel of Jesus Christ and lift people up to where they need to be. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great weekend and join us next week. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m., for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.